You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, January 14th. My name, of course, as always, your host with sometimes the most Javier Reyes of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. You can follow the Twitter page for the show at LO underscore Padres. Just actually retweeted a great article that was done there about the Tatis extension, or I should say potential extension that I recommend everyone checking out. Not going to talk about that today, though. Uh, you guys, of course, can send me your questions and whatnot and all that stuff. I really appreciate it. Shout out to someone who said they enjoyed the chat with uh, David Jagabar, by the way, this uh, this morning, actually. I really appreciate that tweet, sir. Um but for today's episode, we're talking to Jeff Carr of Locked on Cleveland Indians. And we recorded this kind of like a couple days, I think, after the Blake Snell trade, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's when we recorded this. Um, so the first half, we're going to listen to that right now. It's just us talking about the general like insanity of the Padres. And then in the second half, which you can look forward to on Friday, um, really cool. We're going to be talking a little bit more of the Clevenger trade and how, you know, what I like about it is we talk about it kind of retrospect, like in retrospect, how much of a trade, how, what does it look like now? And, and versus like, you know, cause I didn't get a chance to do it over the summer, uh, back when it happened at the moment. So it's actually a cool discussion to kind of break it down. Um, you know, months later after the injuries on that, that stuff, but without further ado, guys, let's get this part one going. Here we go. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Indians, your week daily Indians podcast and weekly video podcast. We have a special guest, emergency guest on the show today. I want to give a lot of thank you to Javi. Javi. I still, I told him I was going to say his name <laughs> wrong. Over on Lockdown Padres, who jumped in uh, literally on two minutes notice, came to the show. Everything that's happening with the Padres, it seemed like a perfect time to have him on. So he made time in his busy schedule to come and join us on the show, which is important. If you want to hear more about the Padres, Lockdown Padres is, of course, the first place to go. Thanks for having me on. Tell them where they can find you on Twitter for those who are listening and uh, any other things that you'd like to promote just right here off the top. Yeah, so like you said, Lockdown Padres, the Twitter account for the show is at LO underscore Padres and my personal account, which I'll be fully, fully transparent. I don't necessarily always tweet about baseball on my main account. It's actually a little bit hectic on there, as you could. I mean, people, if you can't tell, I'm literally wearing a headband and my buddy Stitch is joining me right now. So it's a little, you can imagine how hectic things must get on my personal account. But uh, you can follow me there, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Genius, I know. But uh, yeah, good stuff going on there, I guess you could say. Yeah, and it's been, uh, of course, a crazy 24 hours (laughs) um, where the Padres are doing more than the rest of baseball combined, essentially, in terms of trying to make things interesting. Uh, two big trades, a big <laughs> signing. And I mean, first off, I just have to thank uh, the Padres and you in general. Uh, that signing helped the Indians out because the Indians and the Padres were never going to trade for Lindor. But uh, him going to the Padres and being a second baseman all the way, that's immediately helpful to the Indians. Because <laughs> if he goes to the Blue Jays, then maybe they're not in the market anymore. So that's mm-hmm. it's a thank you at the start, adding... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, adding him in, and we assume he'll be at a, a second base. I, I don't. I'm. I keep saying him because I'm afraid to butcher his name. I'll be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. Uh, but you know, what do you know about your newest second baseman? It's like, first of all, I just have to say, like, it's amazing that so much can change so quickly for this team. This is NBA style dealings 
AJ Prowler, like what he does. And I made him my, my picture on Twitter as I have to, you know, canonize him a saint at this point, what he's been able to do with House Sung Kim. I think that that was oddly, and I talked about this on my podcast where that's kind of been the underrated thing now over the last 24, now 36 hours, right? And, you know, because, and for good reason, by the way, they just traded for a Cy Young winner and they traded for a guy who was a top five finish in the Cy Young this year in the NL and you Darvish, right? So people are kind of forgetting about House Sung Kim. I don't pay attention too much to the KBO League. However, I do know that there are prospects that people should be paying attention to. I do not like it when people just say, oh, yeah, there's no baseball. It's like, well, there's no Major League Baseball. There's still baseball going out of the KBO League, and there's some studs there. And we get studs every now and then that come in. I mean, hey, uh, you know, you just never know if somebody's going to come and make an impact. And I think that this is a low-key thing. From what I've heard, it's just at least expected to be uh, a four-year deal, maybe around seven mil to eight million a year. And all the projections say this guy is, I've I read some pieces in The Athletic that said he's going to be Gene Segura with more walks, potentially. Didi Gregorius, which just from a personality standpoint, I love Didi Gregorius, one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, Marcus Simeon, last time I checked, maybe could have won the MVP a couple years ago. Uh, Carlos Correa, really great comps for this guy. So that's exciting. And it's an un- it's somehow been an underrated move. That's the type of move that one team makes. And that's their big thing of the offseason. But I said, eh, <laughs> no, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to do the three-headed hydra of trades in 24 hours. He's not even waiting. And that's what's so exciting about the team. It makes me wonder where they're going to move the lineup. And honestly, I don't fully know. Because Jake Cronenworth, who is, you know, we're not Cronenworthy and all that. Uh, I love him. But we have to see, can he move to the outfield? Because he has not actually played the outfield in his major league career so far. Uh, or in his, his minor league career. And honestly, he's hasn't even pitched yet, but it's still there, there's so many different things that he hasn't done yet that we don't know about. And I think with um, with where he's going to play is going to be a big decision and that a big kind of storyline to follow for the Padres. Aside from just if they'll trade for somebody else while we're recording this show, they could do that. They could trade for Lindor. Who knows? Like they could do anything like that. It would it. It's just it's amazing how much none of that would shock me. I want to see what they do with that, and it would be a lot easier be a lot easier if the universal dh was in play uh for the national league which we still don't know about baseball keeps saying plan on not having it that's weird i don't know why you can't just say don't have we don't have it i don't know what's taking them so long would you rather see guys bat a buck 30 every you know nine at bats or would you rather see a guy who could hit maybe 250 or 260 sounds like a hard decision i know baseball it's really hard but i have some advanced analytics I could send you guys on why you should use batters instead of pitchers. Uh, but still, I think that the Padres, that's, it's a good problem to have if it is even as a problem. Uh, the hot sun Kim and Jake Cronenworth and where they're going to move the lineup, I think. Up, 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 up. Just a second, guys. Got to interrupt the chat here to talk to you about betonline.ag. Are you ready for all the football? Are you ready for the football this weekend? I already talked about that. Are you ready for all the football this weekend? It's going to be fun, divisional rounds and all that stuff. And you might be thinking about, you know, betting on some games. You might be betting, thinking about betting on the NBA season, honestly, which I don't know. You know, the NBA season's in a little bit of peril right now, but you might be thinking about that. Maybe the NHL season, all that stuff. But guys, here's the thing with betting and stuff. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.com. AG. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. 
So no matter what your bets are, guys, you know, I know it's a little bit weird in the betting marketplace right now with all the games getting paused and what have you. But still, uh, be sure to do that. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And now, vroom, vroom, vroom. Everybody, we are talking about cars. And specifically, we are talking about rockauto.com. Look, I don't know much about cars really at all. I barely even know what the whatever is every time I see the trunk or not the trunk, the hood of the car, and I open it up. Every time my dad would be trying to explain stuff to me, I'd be completely lost and clueless and whatnot. But here's the thing: even though I don't know much about cars, I do know that rockauto.com it is a great place to shop for all the parts that you may need for your car or vehicle. RockAuto.com, first and foremost, is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly. That mean, I, and they mean directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is a unique and remarkably easy kind of site and place to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle and, you know, choose the brands, the specifications or prices or whatever that you prefer the best. And best of all, and best of all, and every, you know, I just mentioned prices there. And here's the best part, guys. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. That's right. Always reliably low. And they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend, I mean, mean, just ask yourself, does it make any sense? Does this make any sense? Why would you spend? Up to twice as much. Up to twice as much for the same parts. Does that make any sense? No, it does not. If you have a brain, obviously it does not make sense, guys. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I, I get to the degree of I've always been to the people listening to the show, it's like, I've been saying there will be no DH because um, the owners aren't going to give anything for free. Like mm-hmm. nothing, nothing is for free. Uh, they'll, Oh, we'll give you that. But if we give you this, everything's been so contentious that, uh, and I agree, it would be nicer just to have the DH and it would make everything a lot smoother, I think for all teams. And, uh, but it would also increase uh, the cost of running a team because you have to pay that extra hitter. And that's mm-hmm. why we're going to get it being some of those small things. You know, just being someone like myself who loves to dig into stats and I've spent so much time digging through KBO numbers, what I loved about him uh, compared to like uh, Park a few years ago, who was the big bust mm-hmm. from Minnesota, is oh, this wow, is a player who, mm-hmm. who walks a lot and does not strike mm-hmm. out a lot. And that strikeout mm-hmm. percentage, especially in the KBO, has been very predictive. Uh, guys who have like Park, I want to say, was close to 30 percent in the KBO, which is, you know, roughly double A, triple A baseball. And that he got over here and he just couldn't make contact. That's not the case. And that's why I agree. I think that this is a special talent, uh, a guy we haven't seen someone of his level come out of the KBO in a few years. And I think that when you're looking at what he's going to bring, I mean, $7 million a year is going to end up being a bargain. And I, I think, you know, you're absolutely right. He does get forgotten because you've got two huge <laughs> names. He's, yeah. he's the sandwich, you know, he's this little piece in this huge sandwich of, of trades and, I did a podcast last week um, because while well, we're recording now, this will, you know, for those behind the the magic of the recording, this will be probably a week after uh, we've recorded when this pops up, uh, though I'm having Javi on here, like within that 36 hour window we talked about <laughs> that, you know, you can compare like it's I can't recall a team ever going back and looking at Clevenger and Darvish 
and Snell. It's mm-hmm. it's ridiculous, and there's just so much occurring, and it's obviously a lot of fun if you're a Padres fan. And I thought for sure Cronenworth, when I saw the signing news, I'm like, okay, so he's going to the Cubs. Me too. And, then, mm-hmm. and instead, it's I mean, Davies is a is a I talked about this too. He's a good four or five. Mm-hmm. You're the Cubs, I believe he's going to be free agent anyway, so they're probably going to flip him for something. But I don't think they traded a single top 10 prospect to get Darvish. Am nope. I right in that assessment? Nope. Nope. They basically gave up a lot of lottery tickets. I think Owen Casey, based on what I've heard, is kind of the only one that's I, I'm not, not the only one, but he's the one that people are the most high on. I think what's like you said, it's kind of remarkable. I mean, like we haven't really seen anything like this from Major League Baseball teams, especially in this basically a two year stretch of acquiring like Machado and or Hosmer was three years ago and uh, and Tatis making his debut and then the Trent Grisham trade, which got them Davies in the first place. The, the Darvish trade is one of those trades where I would love to see the behind the scenes. Is it really just that the Cubs are what we think they are, which could very well be true, which is just their cheapskates. And they are one of the four biggest markets in major league baseball. Yet they've decided up, oh, throw up the white flag. Cool. Uh, great, great to know that that's how baseball works. Um, or is it that maybe that was the best they could get maybe, which still surprises me. And especially it would surprise me if they took Davies over, say a prospect, maybe they, I don't know. I don't necessarily, I can't think of another one that I don't think they would have given up Gore. They definitely wouldn't have given up Gore for, for Darvish. I'm not giving up Gore for anybody, but I'm a little bit surprised that they would do that. I'm a little bit surprised. Me on the other arm. That I yeah. can think of, right? Yeah, I actually thought I thought Will Myers might have been the one that was heading out. Mm. And there was some really fun tweets about you know. So yeah, someone told Myers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, and look, here's how I view it. Myers, I love him. I really do. Like, it, it's a total heel heel turn on my part, and I think a lot of Padres fans' part in terms of how good he is. We're like, you know what? He's such a goofball. We like him. Uh, even when he's bad, he's still such a goofball. So that was there. But this year, he was good. So it's like, oh man, it would be it would be sad if he got traded, but I would get it. You'd basically be selling high, and I would understand it considering he's had such a history of being a streaky kind of player, and especially he's not a great. Uh, he's a really minus defender. Even even during this year, he wasn't very good. He got a little lucky too. I don't think he had too many balls hit towards him, but uh, that's a whole nother thing. And Davies, good starter. However, one thing I was talking about is I wonder if he's a little bit has a gimmick thing. I wonder if people eventually are going to catch on to he throws that sinker like middle and away kind of all the time when he needs to get an out and people sucker into it. It's a great pitch. Don't get me wrong, but is something like that 2.5, 2.7, I think ERA repeatable. Is he going to replicate that? I don't know. Is he still a really high quality, like four or five guy who might give you some good innings when you need them? He actually was the innings leader for the Padres this year, believe it or not, not Chris Paddock or Nelson Lament. So that's definitely a good get, but that's a good get just to be mean to the Cubs again. That's a good get. If you're like really competing, not if you're, uh, it looks like rebuilding. It's not necessarily a good get that you want. Now I know he's cheap. He's not costing too much, but this isn't a guy that's going to help necessarily build your team too much. So I was really surprised that the Cubs were doing that. I'd love to know the behind the scenes. If you know, maybe probably refused to give up somebody and then the Cubs eventually took it. I would love to know who said what first, what came first? Did, did the, the 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 Cubs ask for Davies first or did the Padres counter or something like that? And that's just those are the type of things that we won't find out now, but it's definitely questions that I would have for if I'm a Cubs fan, especially. Yeah, I'm curious to see too the supposedly the Cubs are gonna send some money back to see the balancing yeah. aspect yeah. of that. We don't yeah. even know what that is yet. Mm-hmm. But Davies, I think, is gonna cost about seven million. And the thing with Darvish, I'll say, and I talked about this on the podcast, is his he's owed most places incorrectly say fifty nine million. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, him having a top five finish in the Cy Young means his contract is now $62 million over the next three years. Mm-hmm. So I'll be curious to see how much gets balanced out next year. And then, I mean, I liked Owen Cassie a lot. I wrote a draft pro- profile on him. I could right now open up my website and see exactly where I had him ranked when I did my, you know, top, he made my top 70 prospects. Uh, plus power, good speed for what he mm-hmm. is, but like he's in, uh, you know, you, I want to say he was 17 stone draft day too. You know, an 18 year old Canadian player who didn't get to play in the minors at all this year. And all, I mean, three, yeah. t- I can't recall ever seeing a trade too, just to keep going on this, how weird this Darvish deal is. Three teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> the old man is a, is a 20 year old prospect. It's, yeah. it's an interesting. Usually there's group. somebody that might be maybe ready to go triple a usually in these deals, you know, at yeah. least someone who's might be like 23, 24, usually you get something like that. Someone's a little bit more developed, but yeah, it's just all raw, raw prospects from the, uh, from that perspective, even the, so the, like the, and the Blake Snell deal, which we haven't not to transition mm-hmm. to it, but that we'll one, get to know, it. <laughs> they gave up a uh, Luis Patino who is still young too, but at mm-hmm. least you've seen him literally debut in the majors before. So I was definitely surprised by the Cubs and I'm surprised that they're just, it's amazing. They're just out. It kind of is, it makes, once we saw Theo Epstein leave, I guess we should have expected that they were going to really have more of a fire sale, but they're definitely another team to watch in terms of Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber. I heard his name tossed around. I, I It's just, it, they might really have a fire sale. And if so, it's if it's fun as baseball fans. For Cubs fans, not as much. Although Cubs fans, I don't know. You guys got your World Series. I, yeah. I wonder if they're that upset. It's kind of like the Cleveland, the Cavs thing where yeah. LeBron left after winning the championship. I don't think there's too many Cavs fans that are that upset about that. I think the Cubs fans, they're angered. Might not might not be that they're not good right now. It might just be more our teams worth 3.2 billion. Why are we why are we not even pretending to try? Maybe that's yeah. what their issue is. Why aren't you keeping your talent? I mean, I I kind of um from an investment standpoint, I kind of want the Cubs to be bad for a bit cuz <laughs> I, I I went to game 2 and I still have my game 2 ticket stub. Oh, yeah, that's true. One, and my uh my I got the guide. So I figure, you know, if the Cubs are bad for a while, that ticket stub and guide is just going to keep accumulating uh, value for some Cubs fan who's out there and wants the collector's item of the the stub from the first game they won in the World Series that they of the World Series they won, plus the program from it. So uh, that's you know, I'm a teacher, so I have to come up with other ways to do retirement <laughs> planning on top of just teaching. So that, that's part Actually, of my planning. Uh, you know, you, you find some ways. But I, I think it just with that Cubs team, you know, they they let Schwarber go. Um, so he's now a free agent, but yeah, Baez and Bryant, what are they going to trade? What are they going to get? I, and those miners aren't great. Let's be, be honest. Um, it's not, there's not a lot of help on the way. I am, I'm kind of a little bit gobsmacked and I'm curious to see too, like Davies, Bryant, Baez, uh, Baez, again, Indians perspective. That's not great news for Indians fans because that's another shortstop on a market flooded with shortstops. Um, where teams are also being cheap and Lindor has a high salary and he's going to be a high cost. And mm-hmm. uh, I think if you're an Indians fan watching what the Padres do, a makes you jealous. Uh, but B the biggest concern as an Indians fan you have to have right now is uh, the Lindor market. And I think it is not as hot as people want to think. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Reds were one of those teams that was rumored and now the Reds might be the next set of arms to get moved. Who knows? Maybe the, the Padres will uh, decide to go uh, as Luis Castilla at this rate. And uh, I mean, it's just, everything's on the book. Like, you could say I could get a friggin' Twitter notification from Jeff Passad right now. That's like Padres are in deep talks with Trevor Bauer. Deal expected within the next two hours. And I'd be, I mean, I would probably 
Stitch would go flying across the room. We'd be freaking out right now, but it's just not that surprising. It's really crazy that there's, it, it feels like baseball is heading in this weird direction, at least this off season where it's just like the teams that are going to be good are the ones that are actually trying the Padres the Dodgers, who might just be the two best teams in baseball. Now I'm really curious to see like what happens with the rest of some of these teams. Maybe the Mets, I, I feel like, Everyone's just kind of penciling in George Springer to that team, but it's very, oh man, like I can't, it's, it's also, I saw someone made it, make a joke where they were like, you know, baseball has to be careful about uh, the Padres using the Chicago Cubs as their farm system, but that's it. It's like, no, usually it's the other way around, yeah. you know? Uh, so that's, it's an amazing kind of reverse of fortunes that's going out right now uh, between uh, the Padres and the rest of the league. I think. I think it's interesting too, with the Padres um, just going back for the past few years, it's like, two, three trades in the last calendar year with the, with Tampa two with yeah. Cleveland in recent years, they seem to mm-hmm. uh, certainly have connections with certain organizations and they keep mm-hmm. going back to, uh, you know, we'll talk about the, the, the other two big deals. Um, well, I should say the one recent big deal. And of course we're going to talk about the Clevenger deal. Cause this is locked on Indians and cut everybody. That is it for part one of my discussion uh, with Jeff Carr of Locked On Cleveland Indians. Really fun discussion, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. But before we get into kind of what you can expect, you know, I always like close out the podcast with some upcoming previews of what you can expect, guys. I need to talk to you about something very important. That is, what is it? Oh, it's something real good, guys. I've talked about him before. He's been on this podcast before. It is the Locked On MLB podcast. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, which is the perfect uh, definition descriptor I've ever heard for my man, Paul Francis Sullivan. But please, please call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, including myself every now and then, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcast. I highly recommend it. This, we're not just saying about that, about the walking encyclopedia. This man, Sully's a madman. I said it before. I, the, he's a madman. He's an absolute lunatic. He knows everything. This guy will give you a what if between the 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 the, 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 the Yankees in 1935 versus the Orioles or whatever in some random game 142. That guy, is he knows everything about baseball. I really recommend it. The guy is just a steward and uh, expert on the game, really, and a lover of the games. So definitely go check out that podcast. I know I listen to it every day. It's fantastic. And I hope to be on real soon, as soon as Sully invites me again. Gosh, where you been at, Sully? We had all these trades go down. You never, you never had me out. What's going on here, man? Jeez. I've been on like four times. I was, you know, I was Bull Durham podcast. So I need to have me on. But anyway, enough of that, guys. For this podcast, obviously, tomorrow you'll get part two of this Locked On Cleveland Indians chat with Jeff Carr. Really going to be really, really fun, I hope. I hope you guys enjoy it. I was a little bit off off, off the wagon. You know, I was a little bit crazy on uh, this whole uh, conversation because this was just after all the trades had been going down. My, my, I swear my adrenaline that week was through the roof for the entire week. For the entire week, I was just like jittery the entire time. I was just losing my mind. Uh, and then next week, going to probably do in this order. I'm probably doing going to um, release my chat with Stacey Gatsoulias of Locked On Yankees. Haven't had her on the podcast in a really long time. And we talked about that CC Sabathia documentary. So a little bit of a change up from what we usually talk about with the Padres stuff since we don't have uh, news just yet. And a special interview that I will reveal tomorrow because we're recording tonight. A special interview with someone that's going to be cool for all of you old-timer, maybe Padres fans, because it's uh, has something to do with old-school kind of Padres baseball, which I know I'm not a super expert on. So that's really cool. Um, also, you know, hopefully if this Tatis extension gets 
gets done. Maybe some of you are wondering why I haven't talked about it because I want to see if it gets done. I don't want to record two episodes, one theorizing about what will happen and then if it actually happens. So obviously you guys know if that happens anytime soon, I will be talking about it for sure on here on the podcast. We've also got the conversation with Millard Thomas on the dock uh, with Locked On Diamondbacks and most importantly, which I'm trying to get to as soon as I can, guys, finishing up the top 20 moments of the 2020 Padres. Really exciting stuff, guys. The podcast is back in full force. I mean, it never left, but it is in full force and it's never been better. And with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, just wherever. Just go search it up. And while you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, send me some of those five-star yummy-yo-goody reviews on the Apple Podcast app. I would greatly appreciate that to start off the 2021 year. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My prior faithful homies, take care.